Welcome to the 5x Growth Podcast, where your host, Carl, brings you the best insights and takeaways from the books I read on startups, entrepreneurship, and marketing. Get ready to level up and accelerate your personal and professional growth with every episode. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Today we're continuing our book, The Minimalist Entrepreneur, and we're moving on to chapter 3, Build as Little as Possible. The previous chapter was all about finding a problem worth solving for people worth solving it for. In this chapter, I explain how to develop your idea and how to figure out what you need to do now versus what can wait until you're in business. Knowledge is important, but so is momentum. You don't want to get so in the weeds on which programming language to learn that you never start making your dream app, especially at the beginning. Minimalist entrepreneurs have to stick to what is truly essential rather than try to learn and do everything all at once. Unfortunately, in my conversations with aspiring founders, the moment is when most folks decide that building a business is not for them. They have the passion, but they let self-doubt creep in, convincing themselves that they don't possess the hard skills they think they need, such as iOS programming or financial modeling. Let me tell you a secret. Every founder, even the most successful ones, knows nothing at the beginning and learns from there. This is about interests not skills. Instead of focusing on the things you do not know, focus on things you do. You don't need a team, money, or a degree to start building. You don't need to ship or to code to make your idea come to life at first. You might need them later, but when you are armed with a product that people truly value, these things will be easier and cheaper to acquire than you think. Often they will find you. If your passion to solve a problem is genuine, you can overcome obstacles on your path one at a time. If you're on a mission to serve customers, you can learn what you need to know and delegate the rest. Just figure out where your skills, knowledge, and background intersects with the business you have in mind and leverage these strengths to the hilt. Don't get permission, just get started. I get why so many people start with software or technology when building a business. I love it too, but it's far too constricting at the beginning of the creative process. It makes the stakes too high and is too serious, expensive and stressful. That doesn't mean you shouldn't use engineering strategies to get started. It's just that you don't have to jump straight into coding or programming to create the process that will power your minimalist business. Start with process. Every big idea was small first. If you don't start small, if, if you can help people one by one, you will struggle to build a business around your idea. Leave your ego at the door. Set aside your concerns about funding and software and focus on your first customers, using your time and your expertise to solve real problems for real people. Now that people know you, 
trust you and perhaps even turn to you for expertise, it's time to start helping them in a systematic, repeatable way that allows for continuous improvement and iteration. Document each part of the process so that with every consecutive customer you have a playbook. This document will be the true MVP of your business. I'm not talking about the minimal minimum viable product that we're all trying to build and to launch. I'm talking about the manual valuable process that preceded that precedes it and will be the foundation for the business you're trying to build. Method 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 methodically creating this man, manual value, valuable process and recording the steps you take to complete it will help you figure out what's working at what at what and what isn't it would it will also help you discover if you're making something that people actually need or will buy in his book anything you want cd baby founder derek Sivers writes if you want to make a movie recommendation service start by telling friends to call you for movie recommendations when you find a movie your friends like, they buy you a drink. Keep track of what you recommended and how your friends liked it, and improve from there. Unfortunately, the English language does not have a word for this activity, so I made one up. Processize to turn into a process. After they tested it on their friends, they pro processize their recommendation system. Unfortunately, many people miss this step falter and ultimately fail because they go straight from problem to product before learning exactly what and how to build. But processizing is a cheap, quick discovery process that is essential. Creating a product is a process of discovery, not mere implementation. Technology is applied science, Naval, Naval Ravikant says. Talk is cheap. Until you get through the entire process of solving the customer's problem and ultimately receiving payment, you won't know what the customer wants and is willing to pay you to pay for. You need to solve one customer's problem reasonably well, if imperfectly, before you can scale. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you may realize you want to scale up, but your customers couldn't care less. If that's the case, you may want to consider a different idea. Now let's move on to build last. Even after you help your first few customers, you might not be totally sure how to solve the problem you have chosen to solve for your community. But one of the easiest ways to get started and to experiment is to freelance. Selling your time does not scale nearly as well as other types of businesses but can generate positive cash flow much sooner, giving you the breathing room to think about what comes next. In my experience, many of the best minimalist businesses started out as freelance work or side projects before evolving into viable companies with potential for long-term growth. As you consider what exactly to build, there are a few routes that will get you to a profitable sustainable business in the quickest most efficient way and they are selling your knowledge and teaching people via digital content it might be videos ebooks podcasts and courses 
The second one, selling a physical product like merchandise or a unique product offering. Actually, this is very interesting. I recently got to know a very nice gentleman and he's working at Sandbird. Uh, basically, what Sandbird does is they take uh, like uh, perfume and they redistribute it into smaller like portions. Some might say like eight millime- millimeters milligrams. So uh, it's like basically cheaper instead of buying like a three hundred dollar perfume from Dolce Gabbana, you just buy it like for twenty dollars. And uh, yeah, they also told the path through which the founders went. Now it's like a multi-million business, very popular. And yeah, it is a unique product offering. So the next one is connecting people for a flat or percentage fee. And the fourth one, software as a service. Okay, let's move on. Remember that you don't have to know everything about what you're doing at the beginning or ever. And many people are wrong the first time about what they're building. The fact is, it's very likely that you discover the kind of business you should be building as you're building another business you thought you should be building. As Adam Wazen of Tailwind UI says, want to find a good SaaS idea? Start a business, literally any business. You will soon realize how bad every existing tool is that you have to pay for to run that business. And you will quickly become overwhelmed by the number of things you feel you need to build yourself. If you make a false start, just go back, reset and begin again. Nothing you've done or learned is ever wasted. A sustainable growing business will take years to fully develop. And and because you are growing as a business wishes you to, you have the time to make adjustments and learn the skills you need to know to succeed at each step. That's because you are not doing this the unicorn way, which the venture capitalist Mark Andresen refers to as baking a cake in three minutes. You are using your slow cooker to make a soup or low heat and in full view. And if you're not rushing, you have time to talk to customers, time to iterate and time to test your hypothesis. And actually, speaking of testing your hypothesis, a business hypothesis is just like the one you learned in fifth grade science class. It is a suggested solution for a problem that does not currently have a solution. It must be tested and falsifiable, able to be proven wrong. And, and when, when we say testable, it means able to be tested repeatedly and independently. It takes time to, set, to test an honest reflection to recognize when you are wrong. But it is better to be wrong now when the stakes are low than to be wrong after you have spent five years and some of your own personal capital trying to build your idea into a business that was never meant to exist. When you are validating a hypothesis, do not ask leading questions, questions that point people to the answer you want to hear. Instead, think about creating the kind of feedback loop that author and tech entrepreneur Rob Fitzpatrick writes about in The Mom Test. When you ask the kind of questions he recommends, the 
the kind of your mom can't lie to you about. You will get the honest truth because no one will know that you have a new idea for a business and that you're testing to see if it's viable. For example, you shouldn't ask, would you pay for my product? Instead, ask, why haven't you been able to fix this already? There are many businesses that cannot be proven in this way, but these are not the types of businesses we are interested in building. We are aiming to build a business that are testable at a small scale and then can be scaled up gradually over time. Your first idea may not go as smoothly and that is totally okay. Not like most experiments are wrong. You are at the frontier literally trying to make something that does not exist yet and you will be wrong a lot on the way to figuring out what your customers want. As long as you are working towards being right through processization you only have to be right once and when you do arrive there you will have a document that dictates your perfect process because as you walked someone through solving their problem you've refined the steps it takes to get there now let's move on to do one thing well before i launched into research or coding or branding brand building i picked a single problem to solve for myself and for my community of creators selling digital files to their audience if you think building an app like that is insanely complicated it may be useful to know that most apps on the internet consist of two things forms and lists twitter for example has a form you use to tweet with a single input and a list of tweets you see from people you follow. These apps are referred to as CRUD apps, as they have four actions you can take. Create, read, update, and delete. CRUD. And Twitter doesn't even let you edit tweets. First, I hired myself to do it. Then, I build a process around it. Then, we turn parts of it into a product, now wholly automated. And you might ask yourself, what should I build, right? This is an important question. Well, let's move, like, let's dive in into what you should build. To this day, processizing is a concept we employ over and over again at Gumroad. Everything I do is listed on a piece of paper that everyone in the company can access. When I go on vacation, someone else can take over my job. And if I get hit by a bus, the company doesn't go under. Once you have this magic piece of paper, you can turn your process into a product. We don't have to make up a new word for this because it already exists. Productizing. Productizing. Productizing simply means developing a process into something you can sell. In the processing stage, you created a manual, valuable process for yourself and build a system for work efi- for working efficiently and effectively as you helped each individual customer. Now you are ready to productize, which means that you automate each individual task so that people can sign up, use and pay for your product, product without you being involved. If processizing is how you scale a manual process, then productizing is how you go fully automatic. 
actually this is a very important point so let me repeat it if processizing is how you scale a manual process then productizing is how you go fully automated so name your business before you can tell anyone about your product you need a name i like names that take two words and combine them because i find them easier to remind to remember than a new made-up word i also think they help with word of mouth because everyone will know how to spell them this is also called a radio test if someone hears your business's name on the radio can they find it using Google? Gumroad, Dropbox, and Facebook follow this model. But honestly, your name doesn't matter much. Now let's move on to building a website and creating an email address. The equivalent of your brick and mortar store is a, is a website. To do that, you need to buy a domain. It will cost you about $10 renewing yearly. Create a social media accounts. You'll need two sets of accounts, one for your for you personally and one for your business. Make it easier for customers to pay. Get a square or stripe account. These are payment processors that will help you collect credit card payments online and in person. You want you may want to spin up an LLC too but I tend to wait until I have a few customers before committing. Now your business is ready to accept your first customer. If someone asks you what you are working on, you can give them a URL that they can check out, if not check out. At the beginning, you should use it to explain what your product does and provide an email for folks who may be interested in such a thing. Even if you do not have a product yet, you can and should always be learning and interacting with prospective customers. Once you have these in place, you can start building. But what exactly to build? As little as you can. We'll get into launching in the ne next chapter. But this chapter is about building. That means you need to start shipping. And shipping means you should start with almost nothing. Because the job is to start delivering value for your community slash customers as quickly as possible and they don't want to wait. And now let's talk about constraints that lead to creativity. If you're a minimalist entrepreneur, the early stages are all about constraints. Now that you're productizing, you have to add in more limits. In addition to your product doing just one thing, of course at first, there are other ways to control the temptation to try to do everything at once or tr to try to do it perfectly. I ask myself four questions every time I want to build something new. Can I ship it in a weekend? The first iteration of most solutions can and should be prototyped in two to three days. Second question, is it making my customer li customers' lives a little bit better? The third question, is a customer willing to pay me for it? It's important for the business to be profitable from day one. So creating something valuable enough for people to pay for it is key. The fourth question is, can I get feedback quickly? Make sure that you're building a product for people who can let you know if you're doing a good job or not. The faster you get feedback, 
the faster you'll build something truly valuable and worth paying for. Note that there are no constraints around how pretty the product is or how well written the code is. That's another reason to do as little as you possibly can. To be honest with yourself about how useful your product actually is. A product that is beautiful or has great marketing behind it may, may feel more useful than it actually is. But if your product is incredibly minimal and useful and people look past the lack of polish and use it, you will know you are on onto something. The perfect example of this is Craigslist. It's never been pretty, but it's always worked so well that it didn't matter. And it's so useful that it spawned a whole world of businesses created from that model. The goal here is to build something good enough. Good enough to show others and good enough for them to pay for. Which is almost always much less than you think. Now let's move on to ship early and often. Building a business is a lesson in fast feedback loops and iteration. Imagine if you're if you were on a boat searching for treasure, but you could only ping your radar radar once a year, then once a month, then every day. The boat is your business, and the treasure is product market fit. You will be wrong a lot. The goal is to get less wrong as quickly as you can. This is why shipping early and often is so important. Your goal is to move away from being paid directly for your time. Z that is important because your time is far more valuable than your money. And so you should almost always welcome the trade. We began this chapter talking about momentum. Let's finish talking about confidence. As you build the solution you'll sell to your first customer, you will also gain the confidence to know you're on the right track and take the next leap forward. Now, let's move on to key takeaways. So you need to refine a manual valuable process before building a minimum minimum viable product. The faster the feedback loop you you have with your customers, the faster you'll get to solutions they will pay for. The faster feedback loop will be one the faster feedback loop loop will be one of your one of you have with yourself. And the third point before you build anything at all, see how little you can get away with charging for it. Even later, build only the things you need to build. Outsource the rest. The fourth point, the fourth key takeaway I define product market fit as having repeated as having repeat customers who sign up and use your product on their own so that you can start to focus on outbound leads. That's all for today's episode of the 5x growth podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. For show notes and more, visit our website at 5xgrowth.com. Until next time, stay focused and keep growing.